And we are back with the Mr. Olympia wrap-up. Um, just as we have gone into lockdown number three at this point, isn't it? So it's like... Lockdown, I'm losing count, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sake. I don't know what's going on, man. It's crazy shit, man. Um, yeah, first of all, Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you. Um, how was your New Year's? It's good, man. It's good. It's like, it's a weird one. It's like, even though I say the gyms are shut, this is probably the first lockdown where I've actually had a whole plan in place. So I have a place to train next week on. And, oh, nice. And then I think I have a week off work and then I'll still be driving up because I'll be getting trained in to manage a gym because I'll be relocating in February at some point. So I'll still be like doing things are just kind is that, of, you know is that the place in where you're going to be you're managing no 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 so i what, what's happening there is like um i just got in early and john carroll actually trains there so he pts people there and he he yeah kind of has a place in it so afterwards i asked him about the gym and he said oh come on down it's a hardcore gym and it was you know but yeah, the owner, the owner kind of has a few plans, so it's like you should definitely come out because anyone who I'd be friends with is more than welcome to come out. It's just, yeah, he wants people there to you know spread the word and everything because it's like you'd be shocked when you get there, he's getting new pieces of kit handmade for him. Like, it's like, um, it's his passion project, so I think it's not necessarily open to the public yet it's going to be open okay. in the summer so it's like it is in Bredo, yeah yeah you know where tnt was yeah it's that building so it's like right where i'll okay. yeah so okay. it's, like, it's a good gym yeah. i know yeah yeah but it's like what, awesome. have you, what have you been doing man you have a few bits of home or have you uh, oh man um so the first lockdown um my missus had like um in her in her old place she had like uh one of the york benches yeah you know that has like a leg extension and you can do a line hand curl um and you know it's, it goes up to incline decline all that kind of stuff so um we had that but like the york bar that come with it was like i don't know must weigh about four kilo or something can't put any serious weight on it so i bought the spin lock uh 10 kilo bar from a guy on the north side in the first lockdown and I bought then some five kilo cast iron York plates to go with all the weight she had. So when you add, like, I've got like red bands, the black bands, purple bands, green bands. So when you add bands to it, there's, there's, there's good enough tension, you know, um, you're not going to be hitting any PBs or training heavy, but um, the way I kind of do training during the lockdown is I just do giant sets. Um, I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't feel any stimulus weight-wise unless I do something like that because of the fact that the weight I have is limited. Um, so I'll just either do like a superset or a giant set or, or, or like a tri-set or something uh, and just keep the weight moving and keep the reps sort of like between sort of 12, 15, short rest periods, that kind of thing. Try and get a good pump and, and, and then, you know, get, it, get in and out after about 45 minutes. I mean, it's fucking freezing outside, man. Yesterday, I did my first session and I, I, I like went to do like standing shoulder presses with the bar and I hadn't touched the bar the whole session. I went and put my hand on it 
and I, I didn't think I was going to get my hand back. It was fucking freezing, you know what I mean? So I had to go in and get a pair of gloves and put gloves on and put a hat on and all this kind of shit, like, you know what I mean? And it's out in the back and it's muddy and it's fucking cold and it is what it is, but look, I'm not going to not train, you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't, like, sit here for four weeks and just do cardio or just walk the dog or something. Like, I'd lose my fucking reason. So doing something is better than nothing, but um, basically what I just decided to do was I, I, I kind of pushed, like I kind of started the off season maybe like about six weeks ago properly. Like, so I pushed my weight up to like 116. Um, the goal was to get to like 120 and then hold 120 and kind of grow into 120. So I knew like the quicker I got there and held it, the better I'd get condition wise at that weight. And I, I would be more, I'd be more able to kind of hold. Cause that's, that's how I feel is best to get to like bigger weights is to push to the weight, not like overnight, like, but get there, get there in good fashion by eating a lot of food <clears throat> and then get your body accustomed to walking around at that weight, training at that weight, holding that weight, and then eventually condition yourself at that weight. Cause the more you progressively overload your body with training, the harder you're going to get at that weight. So you shouldn't necessarily be falling, you know, in terms of the scales, it should be holding, you know, and then eventually your output's going to demand more food, you know, so the better conditioned you are, um, the, the more you're going to have a better metabolism. So it carries over. So for me, that's how I like to do it. And I probably would have hit 120, probably I'd say by mid-February, probably end of Feb, you know, without rushing it. And then I would have held it for a good few good good few months before I decided to cut back on it like you know and tidy up and see where I was sitting at maybe 110 you know because then because every time I do that then and come back down I'm a bigger harder leaner version at a weight where previously I pushed up to you know what I mean like where where before 110 was where a weight I was trying to get to now weight 110 when I come down would be a weight where I'd look in good shape yeah. you know what I mean so it's kind of like moving up then coming down and seeing and then pushing back up again holding getting better condition and it's like if you listen to a lot of the top guys like especially like people who are open about their previous off seasons like Luke Sando rest his soul when he was here James Hollingshead as well Fuad Abiyad in particular Dusty Hanshaw like they'll all tell you like there was a time when they were walking around at 280, 290 and they couldn't look at themselves in the mirror because they were like sloppy sloppy you know but then now they're walking around at 280 in, in bloody good condition, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and near enough shredded. So it takes time, you know, it takes a lot of time. And not everybody can get to that kind of weight either. I think a lot of people think that just if they keep eating their meals and keep training, that eventually they can turn into a 270, 280 pound freak. It's, it's, it's so much fucking harder than people think. Drugs aside, the food alone is just, I mean, it's it's it is gargantuan the amount you need to eat. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, mean, I, tell people, up, I tell people this as well because I'm in total agreement with what you said. Like, I had one client who's going to do spring. Now we have to yeah. pull the plug because you know, obviously, what's going on, which is a shame. Yeah. But I don't think is that what you, is, is that what you've decided to do with your guys? Have you decided to call it a day for the shows? Yeah, I mean, I only had one client in the show, so it was actually okay. Um, yeah. It was kind of like, he felt like, he actually was going to say it to me, but I was actually typing yeah. the message. It was pretty much once we both saw the announcement, I just said yeah. to him, we'll pull the plug. Um, yeah. But, because I knew he was going to think the same thing. But 
yeah in reference to the big off season like what i told him was you don't necessarily need to ramp anything up really high uh drug wise you know it's more about the food and the training uh, and, mm. and enough i say like obviously there is going to be a point where you do have to do certain things like mm. become accustomed to the fact that you know um i need more time to like i've two routes i can go it's like i'm in that middle ground now where i could probably compete again in in october now myself and i could be i'd be arguably i think bigger and better but i'm also like i could really take the time off now and do what you pretty much just said there for a full mm. nine months you know, one interrupted training and then do the spring shows in 21 yeah. or 22. Sorry. Yeah. Thank but you, it, yeah. <laughs> it, really, it really depends, man. It's like, it's, it's like anything could happen because I'll, I'll be moving, I'll be moving out in February anyway to, to Mullingar, Touchwood, uh, okay. manage a gym there. So that's going to be opening up in March. So I'm, I'll be out in February. So I'm like, you know what, because I'll be in charge, it's perfect for bodybuilding. That's why I took yeah. it. And I'll have a gym. Yeah. So to, to, to yeah, I mean, the the, the problem at the mo moment on is like nobody can 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 build up a, a, a head of steam right now. Like unless unless you actually have your own fucking facility to train out of, you know what I mean? Or you've built one or some shit like that, and you literally have everything at your beck and call. You're the only person that you can can really go ahead and actually make some sort of uh, 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 momentum or gains or progress right now because everybody is stuck. Like, I mean, that's why I pulled out these shows in, in, in March and I feel sorry for, you know, Paul and uh, for, for, for um, what's his name, Ian um, and all these other guys, Ian McGarry, um, because they are as meticulous as it comes when it comes to this type, type of, of, of game. And... Um, to see people like put in the amount of effort they put in to keep going in, in, in a positive, you know, direction to, you know, put themselves in the mix for these muscle contest articles or spring shows or whatever shows are, they're doing. And then for all this uncertainty to be, to, to be around it, it's not good for your prep, man. You know, that's why I didn't want to, I didn't want a shadow of a doubt over my head that, okay, we can keep going where we're going and we're in a good spot, but then fucking eight, nine weeks out, we're told this shit happens. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm prepping for a show. We cast iron weights and, and fucking bands out the back, you know, and who's going to, who's going to really turn up at their best when they've got like literally nothing to work with. You know what I mean? That's why I felt the October, 2022, all these vaccines will have been rolled out by then. <clears throat> more than likely the country would be back to some form of normality and we probably would have had at least one show run successful in the country by then yeah. so if there's a show that's gone on or two shows that have been successful up until that point then you can probably guarantee that those nationals will go ahead so i'm like well fuck it i'll just i'll just concentrate on that you know what i'm saying so I mean, like I, I, I mean, the other, there's the other thing it's like it's like let's say this summer uh the gyms don't shut again you know that's kind of what people are hoping is like that you know but the thing is is then the show i think the shows will go ahead at that point in october it's just the case of i don't think it'll be stacked i think the guys who no. turn up will be guys who really want to be there like they'll usually be guys yeah. who had access to the equipment 
And that's kind of part yeah. of the reason why I said I want to relocate for a gym job because yeah. we will have full access to it. So I think it puts me in running to at least yeah, give you know, yeah. what, 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 what height are you? I'm 5'5", so it's like 5'5 five five and a bit. So it's like, for me, I'm kind of like, I want to so get... So what's, what's your max off-season weight, like around 89, 90? No, I got up to 95, and I'm kind of like... Oh, Jesus, okay. Yeah, so I, I, I push it quite high, like, but then I'd be like, I want to get up to about 105. Because I know okay. when I diet down, I'll be like, 80 something yeah. on stage you know but what 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 was what you put up a post the other day where you showed some progress pictures there in raw um where you did some mandatories what was your weight there i haven't weighed myself man i'm kind of like i don't <laughs> weigh myself. I, I tell people this all the time it's not because i'm it, it fucks with my head but i know when i'm moving certain weights on certain lips all yeah. over uh, yeah. i'm probably big you know so right now i'm kind of like my legs are getting up there um, my shoulders yeah. and arms are pretty much up there. Chest is the yeah. last thing to come back, and then back takes its time. But like it's it's yeah. So but it's probably the same with yourself. I mean, you probably have like some areas where you you're probably very quick to respond to when you come back training, and then certain. hundred oh, percent, yeah. Like for me, like like uh, legs. Is, a, is for me like one of these things where like I'll walk away and not train legs for six weeks, come back, do two leg sessions and my legs are full blown again. You know, where if I took six weeks off training back, I'd come back looking like a scarecrow, like in, in a back double. You know, they've been, like for me, the most hardest part, I think, to put on density for, for me myself is, is back um, because I have a very good connection with back and I can roll quite heavy and I can pull quite heavy, but I don't seem to put on the density in my back. I quickly can put it on in other places. And I, I, I will put it down to, it's not necessarily work, work ethic as such, but I think such certain people are just, uh, they're accustomed to being able to grow better in certain places and accumulate more tissue and density in certain places. Like I've seen guys who could pull far less than me or train back less than me have better than me. You know, because they probably connect with it better. I've seen guys come in and out me or something like that, but their legs would be half my size, you know? So um, in that respect, I'd say back for me would probably be the weak part. Um, I would lose the quickest out of every. Um, why I really would focus on that up this off. Just bring it down, really probably back down to the 1-0, probably between 1-0, and hopefully when the gyms open up again, I'll reverse out of that nice and tidy and then push it back up, hopefully to a leaner 115, 116. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But anyway, um, let's crack on with this Olympia. Yeah. Because we've got a few things to talk about. It was good. It was good. I think, I think, like, as opposed to our predictions, we weren't too far off. I think there was definitely a few shocks. No. There was a few shockers now. Like, like, we'll go with the obvious. We'll start with the open. So Rami obviously came yeah. in. Clear cut winner. Um, I thought anyway. You called it. You you called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said if he bought it in, I said it's just if he had that, if he had enough condition. I just thought Chad Nichols. I, like, I don't know. I thought that it was like a good combination, and he seems to. It's just the confidence he had when he came out. Yeah, um, totally. I um. Congratulations for calling that one correctly, by the way. 
Um, I think when I first seen him come out, the first thing I thought was he looks um, healed, but he looks flat slightly. And then I thought, okay, let's see how he goes as he poses a bit more. And he started to pose me enough. It's like he started to fly a bit more, a little bit harder. In the side shots, he, he looked incredible. Um, but really, I felt where he, he showed some dominance was in the comparisons because, like, he exposed Phil tremendously. Like, I like I I don't I don't I don't ever see I don't ever remember watching an Olympia where since Phil has started competing where I've seen Phil so nervous in every shot. Like when Phil came out and hit the front double, he had a look on his face like he was thinking to himself, "Oh shit," because either he was in pain or he was trying to disguise the pain or disguise the stomach. But he had so many times in the show where I, you could tell he was nervous. Um, nervous because he felt he was being beat, which he, he clearly knew he was being beat. And then because he couldn't control the inevitable, like the stomach. And I felt um, when he first came as well, I, it, was, it was clear day that the stomach was worse than it was before. It was like... The two abs directly under his diaphragm were just like poking out, and then everything else just looked like watery and 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 no, nothing to them. And like in the front double, it was actually I tell you what it actually was. It was actually sad. I felt sick for Phil, and I I don't like Phil as a person. I think he's an asshole, and I'll tell you why I think he's an asshole because I had a bad experience with Phil Heath back in twenty seventeen at the. Uh, at the European Olympia, yeah, when they did the, the the tour afterwards and they decided to do the Olympia in Europe and Germany. So me and the missus went to the show and Phil decided to compete, right? But Rami was supposed to compete, but then he got injured or some shit and he didn't go. Anyway, cut a long short, Roly was there, Bonac was there, Lana Becky, uh, Dexter Jackson, Sean Roden, yeah. Um, Becky came fifth in that show and I'm telling you now, Chris Aceto was there. And to this day, Chris Aceto says Becky was the most unbelievable bodybuilder he'd ever seen at that show. He was fucking insane. But Phil was there at gifted, no, ultimate nutrition. He was sponsored by them. And he was, he was, it was 50 quid to go and see him. Yeah. And I was like, he's standing right in front of me. I can see the guy, but I'm not paying 50 quid for a tub of protein and then to go and meet Phil. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stingy, but like 50 quid to just go and meet the guy when I met Roly, Kevin, Sean, all them dudes just were like, you know, there to meet. No, he was asking for cash. But nonetheless, uh, next day at the um, train station, it was like eight o'clock in the morning and me and the missus were getting the train back to say the airport or some shit like that. And he was standing like five yards away from me with his missus and, um, I think um, and there was two other pro bodybuilders there, but they're like guys from like back in the day and a couple of other guys. So there's maybe like six or seven people there with him. And I walked up to him and I was like, oh, hey, Phil, how you going? Uh, any chance I can get a picture? And he was like, he looked at me and kind of looked me up and down. And he went, oh, brother, come on, man. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. I haven't even had a coffee, man. And I was just like, kind of looked at him and went, Really? you're not going to take a picture of me because you haven't had a coffee. And he was just like, sorry, man, I need my coffee first before I start like talking to people. And I was just like, that is just shit. 
You know what I mean? Like, if I'm a, I'm a six, seven time, whatever time Olympian that he was back then, um, and a fan came up to me and asked me, you know, for an autograph or a quick picture, I would never turn around and say, no way, man, I haven't had a coffee yet. Like, I'm sorry. Do you know what I kind of way? So I like after that, I kind of lost a lot of respect for Phil as a person, but as an athlete, I think he's incredible. But going back to the show, um, yeah, the press yeah, I think mad, man. he unleashed during the press conference. I thought he was doing that either because it was either utter confidence or he just was was I don't know. It, it didn't feel like it needed to be done that way. It was kind of like. He, I don't know. You just if imagine he won. The thing is, imagine he won after that press conference. That's the thing. But he did. Yeah, well, I mean, the thought the press conference was was pretty pretty done because they pretty much gave all of the hype to to Phil. Uh, now a lot of people say, you know, uh, but he's a seven-time Mister Olympia. Kind of have to keep, you know, give him his dues. But it was pretty clear throughout the whole weekend that winning seven Olympias got him a lot of dues because he was second place on Friday night, which I thought was ridiculous. Um, Curry was fourth, I think, if I can remember correctly on the scorecards, or it was Hardy Chupin. I'm not, I can't remember. But nonetheless, um, he just got like a third place, in my opinion, for being Phil Heath. And what, what bothered me the most about it was Bonac got shot on, in my opinion. Like, in the comparisons on the Saturday, Bonac brought it at top for comparison once. It was like they had already decided he was fifth. And, and you remember on the Saturday, Bonac came out, he was insane. And I was, Jesus Christ, in 24 hours, I has turned it around. Like him and Hardy, whatever they did in that 24 hours was... was but Hardy got the... he I mean, he got the nod, and we all seen what happened there. I'll go back to him in a minute. But I thought Bonac, if he had been put next to Phil, the way Phil looked on Saturday, Phil could have easily come fourth or fifth. You know, like I thought third was just a complete lift, you know. Uh, but going back to Rami quickly, uh, the guy can win as many Olympias as he wants to now that he's in the driving seat. Um, the fact that Chad Nichols has him um, is a good thing in a sense that Chad, like, obviously knows now how to manipulate his body to, to peak or to at least close, if not better, to that um, condition. I, I, I listened to a very funny thing with Chad where he talked about at the Arnolds. Um, they started carving him up on the Wednesday, I think it was, for the Arnolds. He was like 301 pounds. And then like three meals later, he was 311 pounds. And he was complete like washout. And Chad like, fuck. Like he's gone 10 pounds up in eight hours. What the hell are we going to do? So they actually had to stop the carb up and like had to drop, pull him back down to get him to like 300. And then Chad was like, when they were backstage, um, he started to get him to do a, his uh, pump up protocol. And then he did like something like seven or eight bodyweight squats. And he's like, the dude's leg, like it quadrupled in size because of all the glycogen, all the lines just went disappeared, but his leg blew up. It's like, he was like, stop fucking, stop what you're doing right now. Like clearly the guy, he said on the podcast with Fuad that the guy is the most efficient bodybuilder he's ever seen at taking in everything. And like he obviously didn't address the drugs and stuff like that because nobody really wants to do that with a Mr. Olympia. However, the way it was kind of made out, it was just like, look, 
the guy walks around at 350 pounds in shape and his blood pressure is perfect his blood le- like his blood work is perfect um he he's not a big eater but he can push up to 350 like in a heartbeat so clearly the guy is a freak and can like you know take on anything that's given to him and grow you know I mean so he's going to be extremely tough to beat now going ahead and I mean if he brings in those lower lats um brings the separation through in his legs I like the fact that Chad said the first thing he did with him is he started to get rid of the scar tissue in the quads um he started to get all the, the you know the, the the shit out of his legs basically because I think his legs have been pumped with too much synthol and too much crap for too long that there was no separation there until somebody addressed the issue you know what I mean and now if they lay off on that and just keep doing what they're doing he's going to eventually bring out more separation in detail and over time especially in the back and then if he does that like it's lights out you know um as for brandon what did you think of brandon i thought i thought to be honest like i never thought he was going to win it i just thought it was a weird one because he did look better, but he didn't look drastically better. You know, it's like his upper body looked phenomenal. His legs look, you know, yeah, okay. Like I don't, I just, don't understand. It's it's just it's just when you put him and Rami together, it was just too much muscle, and he was in condition, and you can't be that much muscle when it's in yeah. condition. So yeah, and, yeah, and it was the it was the thing is, Phil was in first. Phil. Um, mm. it would have been a better comparison because both of them are bottom heavy with the hamstring and then I think Rami won because of his side yeah yeah, yeah. But now Brandon yeah, looked good yeah. I think Brandon should be happy with yeah. his you know it was a good showing he bet yeah. Phil Heath like that's the thing he's still better yeah, yeah. Phil Heath left. so yeah that is that that is very much that is yeah that's the feather in his cap um that he always wanted all along there was to be able to say that i've beaten phil um as you said he came out too flown i think on Saturday, uh to kind of catch up or or, or mud up on rami and it, it, it although he looked very blimped out um it then makes his leg even worse looking you know in terms of size because he really has to like make sure that his adductors are standing at a, at a, at, you know, with his, his heels in, in order to make his legs look in any way, shape or form thick, because they're just, they're not. Um, I also think whoever's doing his tan needs to lighten up on the tan, because they haven't coming in way too dark. Like, you can't see any separation in the guy at all. He's, I mean, he's, naturally, he is a very dark-skinned guy anyway. So, he don't, he doesn't need to be put, like, they are, they have him, like, black, black. You know, and and to be to be fair, sometimes that could be against against you big time, like to, to your detriment. If you're too dark, you can't see anything going on. You know what I mean? Um, I thought the Saturday he was very good. Um, I loved when they put Hardy inside next to Rami, and they pushed Brandon out. What I would have liked to seen there was a call out between Phil, Brandon, and Bonac. Because the three of them are extremely well matched in terms of muscle bellies, muscularity, density, shape, etc. And I would have had Brandon in the middle of that three, but I think that three would have exposed Phil even more. Because Hardy was incredible on the Saturday. Again, I mentioned already what like you know him and Bonac came out on the Saturday. It was night and day how how different they look. And Hardy's midsection, it's like a complete throwback to the nineties where 
you had mass monsters that had incredible midsections. Like he has an act that is, it's so well detailed that he exposed every single person who can't keep their, 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 their abs in. And a lot of people say to me, you know, oh, but it's not an abs, uh, you know, show or whatever. Well, it fucking is, you know, if part of a lot of the cost, uh, you don't, if you have only a midsection next to a guy who's 230 albums of complete tissue, hard as fuck, dry, shredded the whole lot, and his stomach looks, it's been etched out of home. You, you know, you're going to be exposed big time. And again, like Phil was given a gift there, like no pun intended, because of the fact that he is a seven-time Mr. Olympia. But when Hardy stood next to Rami, I don't know about you, but I felt he was the only one who could give Rami a run for his money. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, I think well, talking about Hattie anyway, like uh, the, the problem was when he first came out, definitely wasn't as conditioned. Uh, well, not as conditioned, sorry. He was, he was as conditioned. I think he was just a bit flat or he was either holding water or he was a bit flat the first night. But then the second night, yeah. he came out the same as he did look. And, you know, he looked yeah. great. So he was fourth the first night, he was second. The final, so that's yeah. what we didn't get. Yeah. But I think he would have gotten it. I think, um, in terms of where he is, he's in a very good spot. Um, like Bonac yeah. and him were, you know, Bonac looked really good as well. Like, so I was, I actually preferred, I like Bonac from the back, and I like Hattie from mm. the front. And I think on mm. the side shots, I think Bonac was comparable, but I think Hattie just came in so dry. And he's so nasty looking. But again, with the midsection, he has that really, it's a, like washboard abs, you know. Yeah. Bonac it's has, a, Bonac has a, um, it's a very short midsection, so it's a kind yeah. of crammed in. Yeah, he does have a long torso there, so you don't really see. He, that, he has a good stomach, mind you, but it's not as long or elongated in the, in the midsection, whereas Hardy's is, is quite long for a short guy. I tell you what's going to be so fucking interesting, by the way, is next year when Flex comes back shredded, like at 235, standing next to him, um, and and Bonac, the three of the short guys. I mean, it is a fantastic time for a short guy to now come into the open. You know what I mean? Because albeit that Rami's a bigger guy, I think Rami's like 5'10. For the guys jostling for that second position, you could you could realistically have, if you really wanted to, you could have Hardy Chupin, Flex Lewis, William Bonac, Derek Lunsford, although Lunsford would have to kind of bring up his condition game, Nicholas Vuliad. There's five guys who are like incredibly well balanced in terms of muscularity, size, their short uh, wow X factor. You put five of them in that lineup. Now you've got like five short guys giving those taller, bigger guys a run for their money because they're so well balanced and conditioned. You know what I'm saying? So I think Flex would have done incredibly well this year if he had been there. Like he would have been, he would have definitely been pushing um, Rami because in comparison to Brandon, if you're looking at the like shot for shots, like, okay, he's not the same size as Brandon, but he's going to massacre Brandon on a lot of those like shots, like back double, back glad spread. Um, a front double, it'd be very close because he's so complete. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it would have been a very close show. Like, but I agree with you there. It's like I think a lot of two-on-two guys 
would do very well if they hopped straight in. And it's not necessarily about adding on 10 kilos of muscle. It's just maybe two or three kilos of muscle and being a little bit fuller yeah, because you yeah. don't have to make a weight cap. So, yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and, and I mean, like, you know, let's not forget Roly wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and we've all said it before, like yeah. pound for pound, if we're matching muscularity, Roly can stand next to Rami, no problem. You know, um, he has the ability to outmuscle him in shots. Um, so that'll be a very interesting, uh, you know, lineup next year when you add um, a, a, a better, bigger Nathan Diasha, uh, a Flex Lewis, um, a Roly Wrinkler. Like, I mean, yeah, a lot of stalwart guys who just haven't made it to the show. Um, like obviously, Juan Diesel was there, but he wasn't, he wasn't as good. Um, um, I think my, I think, but in uh, going after Ian Valier, Hunter, and Akim, so Akim was sixth, wasn't he? Yeah, I was was, was just going to touch on the sixth spot there. Uh, I thought, like, Akinium's, he he is, you got to give the credit, first of all, because I said before, he's a dark horse, um, and the conditioning is insane. Um, It's so funny, because when he turns around the back, from the t- from the from the start of the lats up to say the rear delts, him and Brand are literally like for like in the sense that they just can't get peeled in those areas. You get me? They're full as a house, like in the back. They're just there's no set and Max Charles, and there's just no separation there, you know. And um, but it seems to be coming a little bit better because on the Saturday night he was evidently a lot harder to there. So it could be a case of just finding the right balance between water and carbs and what they're doing on the peak week. But, I mean, again, you take him, you take Bonac, you take Brandon, and you take Phil in a, in a call-out of four. Fuck me, that is a serious call-out because, again, you're getting, like, round, thick, dense guys with a lot of similar kind of, you know, showy body parts. And then it becomes very interesting because when Akeem is put next to the smaller guys, he's dangerous, you know? Um, and now that he's made that sixth spot, he's got to be considered again going forward when coming to the likes of the Arnolds or the New York Pro. Now he's like one of those top-tier guys who can't be overlooked anymore because he's won Chicago. He's got his top six now. You know, he's in the mix. Um, Valier was like fucking insanely peeled. Like, I actually can't believe how peeled he was. But he was like, big as well. Like, this- the thing is, when he stood next to people, you know, he wasn't giving up any size, obviously. Like, he's a big brained guy. But I felt the only no. thing, obviously, his calves are so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really but do you know what was funny? You, you, could sen- you could sense the rivalry between him and Labrada on stage. Yeah, yeah. Like you could, you could feel like one wanted to out jostle the other, and what was really good about that was the Labrada team. They wanted, I think, they wanted to come in a little bit too full blown, and he lost the crispness he had from like a week out, and he they brought him way too full because during the posing he was fucking sweating like there was no tomorrow, and he kept having to go off at the back when he went off and he was drying himself down, 
they literally like carrying a lot of water. And then when you have somebody that's as, as shredded as Ian, who was perfectly, perfectly uh, uh, um, peaked, like he was so full, but then he was absolutely shredded at the same time. And he wasn't spilling in his time was perfect. Like, I don't care what anybody says. When you stand next to somebody like that, and then you're the one who's like gulping and gasping and there's like your tan is flowing, like it's going to make you nervous, you know? But top, I mean, eight for your first Olympia, he, he ought to be in the conflict now for the, like pushing into a sixth spot next year. You know what I mean? And um, provided that he can go on and win uh, a show, you know, to, to qualify, which I'm sure he will. But what was funny was I actually heard a statistic that that's the first show he's ever lost since he started bodybuilding. He's won every single show and he's only done seven shows, but that's his first show that he's lost. And it was the Olympia. I mean, that's incredible. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Um, and then who came ninth then? Was it uh, Rodriguez? I think or was so. it Dexter? Dexter was. I think was it was Dexter. Dexter was, was ninth. It, yeah. And, um, yeah. Now I, I, I said this, I said this when I saw him, I think he obviously, didn't push it as hard. I think for his last show, uh, I just think he was down. He must have tapered off the drugs or something like because he's obviously so. Or he just didn't look as full. He didn't have as much muscle. He was dry, but no. he just looked. He no. looked old. He looked old for the first time ever. Oh my so. God! You hit the you hit the, you hit the nail on the head, man. Because did you see the backstage picture when afterwards that he put up when he took pictures with like uh, Sean Clarita and like loads of other people. I, I, it's the first time I've ever seen Dexter in pictures and think he looks like a granddad. He looked really old. He had the Olympia tracksuit on and it was like, yeah, now he needs to go now. You know what I mean? And it, like, in all fairness, when he was actually out of stage, yeah, he looked great. But then there was a lot of people putting up throwback videos of him like back in 2008 and back in 2006 and all this shit. And man, the difference in terms of the fullness, plasticity of skin, like, I mean, it's going to happen to us all, but it was so clear that, like, okay, this is it now. You know what I mean? I'm glad, I am glad for the guy that he decided to call it a day because it, it's like nobody wants, it's like with Phil, I, I, I really want Phil to call it a day. Like, I, I don't feel like Phil needs to do anything anymore now. You know what I mean? Like, where do you go from here? He's not going to fix his stomach. It's not going to get any better. So are you going to now compete for an Arnold and then call it a day? Because he's not going to beat an improved Curry. He's not going to beat an improved Lewis. He's not going to uh, beat an improved or improved uh, Hardy. And he's definitely not going to beat Rami. So he'll be looking at fifth or sixth. You know, and then you, it's, it's, it's sad because you're looking at the legacies to fall. So he, he needs to just call it a day. You know what I mean? Um, in regards to after Dexter with Justin, uh, Justin was good. I think he maybe could have put Dexter out of where of Dexter's ninth position. Um, you know, maybe they gave him his duels a little bit. Maybe, I mean, Justin was peeled. He was big, he wasn't soft. Um, yeah, it was a bit weird. And then, I mean, touching on the last couple of guys, Juan I mean, uh, was one. Yeah, Antoine, Juan Diesel, and. There was a few others. Max Charles, yeah. Um, I think yeah. Antoine just looked tired. I think he looked like he looked good. I enjoyed his routine, and you know, he seemed happy to be there. And 
Yeah. Yeah. But then obviously but, Max Charles, it was just uh, his, his I don't know. It's a weird one. I think he's very overlooked these days. Yeah, but like, okay, let's think about it when it comes from the overall like look look. You know what I mean? Um what are we what are we missing out on is um the legs. And we keep saying the legs, but he still never fixed the legs. You know, and when you stand him next to somebody who's more complete down there, he gets exposed. And then his back is just not there when it comes to this, the separation. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think he doesn't deserve to come down as low as he does. And I think he's getting a bit fed up with coming down as low as he is. Um, and I think I read something as well on, think, on one of his posts afterwards where he was going to let the public know what he was going to do going forward because I don't think he's too assured of his career going forward. Um but I could have seen him push Dexter out for sure and maybe taking like the 10th spot with Rodriguez going up into ninth. Definitely. Um, have I lost your picture yeah, there? I was just about to say, man, turn off your video and turn it back on again. And I should be, should do the job. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah, good. I was just going to say like, I agree with you. I think it's like Max. Max is a weird bodybuilder. But like he's a, like apparently he's huge. Apparently, like he's a taller guy. Why the massive? He's huge. It's just yeah. He's such he's, a, he's a, he just has a real top heavy physique. That's all. Like it's just that's all. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's a lot kind of similar to Brandon in the sense that he has the huge arms, huge shoulders, like huge upper back. Uh, Really good chest, good midsection. It's just so full-blown round without the detail. Um, and he is he does get hard. Um, it's just, like, as I said, when you put him next to somebody who's a little bit more aesthetic with good separation and good detail, he just gets exposed again. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, when Regan came out, the first thing I thought when Regan came out was, done too many shows. And then... The second thing I thought when he hit some of his poses, especially his crab most muscular was, it's like looking at Kuklo 10 years ago. When when they kept saying to Kuklo, you need to put on more size. Like with him, it's a time thing. You know, if he if he goes down five years down the line, starts like putting on five pounds every year for the next five years, he's he's very, very much a contender uh, for the in five years' time. Um, he just, it's amazing how as big as he is in the sh in the smaller shows on the Olympia stage, he looked fucking tiny, you know. And he is a big guy, and then he looks so small in comparison to other guys. Do you know? What I'm Same with Antoine. Um, I took the guy um, from I uh, can't remember his name. Oh, Chong. Um, um, Lee Chong. I know who you're talking yeah. about. He looked good. Yeah. I mean, he really big arms, really thick chest. How, 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 how insane is the guy I've seen on stage? Like, yeah, fucking hell. His physique is crazy. Um, could do with obviously bigger hamstrings. It could do with like you know lower lats, etc. But his 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 upper upper body proportions are mental big. Like he is crazy. And um, that he a very very good showing for his first O. Um, and Osladil was off as well when it comes to uh, his condition standards. 
definitely wasn't the same Lucas Osler's did last year. Anyway, that's for sure. Um, he was really bad. Um, and then I think it's down to uh, Juan Morel. I think he came last. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, like I like Juan Morel from three or four years ago, but clearly his cookie business now is his life. He just needs to pack it in now. You know what I mean? Like he's not, he's not coming back next year with a big set of legs, and he is is like incredibly downsized from the full-blown Juan Morel that beat Nathan Diasha, what was it, two years ago to the New York Pro. Um, he is nowhere near that guy. And that guy still struggled at the Olympia because of his legs. So, I mean, he said he was going to like announce uh, after his family holiday what he was going to do with his career. I think he's just going to call it a day, man, to be honest with you, because he's got nothing left to prove, but he's never going to get higher now than where he was. Yeah. Two on twos, man. Two on twos. I mean, what did you think about that? I thought uh, we'll, we'll talk about the obvious. I mean, I thought Kamal was going to win it. I, 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 I um, um, it was close. It was not like Kamal was bigger. He was, he was a bigger, like structured guy, good condition. Yeah. Um, but I think Sean, they they rewarded the fact that he has just made such drastic changes yeah 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 um i i listened to his pod i listened to him talk to dusty hanshaw and ron partlow and uh, he was talking about how um he was in lockdown in a garage gym for like four or five months and he only had like a barbells and dumbbells and a squat rack and he just literally went back to basics literally you know ronnie dorian style heavy duty stuff and then when it came to the gyms reopening, I think in August, like, you know, he kind of kept on with that um, ethos and carried it over into his prep. And, you know, he put on 11 pounds since last year. Um, I think the reason why he won it is part of the reason you said he was so good in a sense of his difference from last year was so, like, impressive. There was no way he wasn't going to come anywhere at, at least, like, second because, I mean, Lunsford was terrible. Um, but when it came down to the second showing of him, I thought he sealed the deal there because he came out so full-blown and so big but still had crazy separation and detail um, that he just looked like an absolute freak. I mean, people kept saying that he looked like a junior Ronnie and they weren't wrong. Like, he looked insane. I think where Kamal loses marks, in my opinion, is just his muscularity is not there. Like, and I say that, like, in for a mature guy who's 50, 51 years of age, who's been training for a long time, he doesn't have the density to match a Clarita like that. And it, I think he was exposed a lot there in the back, particularly because he didn't have the density to match in those shots. Um, yeah, he's a bigger frame. Yeah, he's very conditioned. But you know, at the end of the day, if the guy next to you is carrying, is, is doing the same you know, is, is as peeled as you are, as separated as you are, but he looks fucking massive and he's only 170 pounds. Your eyes are going to be drawn to that guy because he looks like a freak. You know what I mean? And it is a bodybuilding show and they're looking for freaks, you know? And at the end of the day, they gave Kamal his shot last year. And I think just with the improvements that Clarita made here this year, they couldn't deny him. Um, I thought uh, third place, George, is 
I think I called George to come third, actually, when I was talking to you. Um, man, like, the thing with George is he's so showy up top that, like, if he had a seriously badass pair of legs, he could easily walk into an open-class show and win, like, a small show like California or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, he has all the, the tools to be a very good open bodybuilder. Um, he's got all the tools to win the 212 as well, but I don't know how close to the weight limit he is. I think he might have weighed in. on the weight limit for this show. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he weighed in at 211. Yeah. Um, you know, so if he's to kind of really push the boat out for his legs to come up to match like a Clarita or like Keon Pearson in the wheels department, um, he, I don't know where he's going to sacrifice that tissue from. You know what I mean? It's it's a very, it's a very narrow that like it's a fine margin now. You know what I mean? And um, because he is a genetically gifted guy, and he will always put on tissue if he puts the foot down. So, it, it that's a tough one. You know, I think he has a lot of thinking to do. Uh, fourth for Lunsford, I thought was a fucking gift. Yeah. Um, he, it, I think his problem is literally the fact that he's having to suck down way too much. Like, and everybody says that, like, at 2.30, and you see him, like, four or five weeks out at 2.30, he looks insane. And then when he's down on stage, you can, it's it's clear as day, his legs have suffered tremendously to get him down to 2.12. You know, he's probably nailed or murdered the cardio, um, gone as low carb as he possibly could to come down. And some people sacrifice it in different places, and it, it appears to be that his legs take the baton. And you know, when he comes down to that weight, to then make him full-blown again is is kind of the fine line. Because they can either leave him flat and keep him on the line at 212 or try and push him up to make him look like the biggest guy on stage. And that's never worked for them. Because he, he when he comes in looking off, he it's 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 he's off off. Do you know what I mean? Like and he loses everything. So you know, he went from second to fourth. If they keep pushing him down, he's got to make a big decision. I think he's another guy who should be looking at the open, you know. Um, and then fifth was, who was fifth again? Was it, um, was I it? Think it was, I think it was Ashkenani. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, don't know how the fuck that happened. Yeah. I have no idea how that happened. Like, this guy had fucking no separation in his legs. And they had Ole at six, and Calderon at seven. Now, I don't know how that happened, because Angel was in the top five call-out, I believe, the first call-out. And then, I'm trying to remember now, because obviously it was a couple of weeks ago, but he just kind of got a little bit lost in the call-outs and kind of moving off to the side. And they brought in, and Ole got the sixth spot. But he kept his size and his uh, condition throughout that whole call-out. And where the fuck is Ashkenani getting ahead of him based on... Like, it's just size. That's the only reason why he beat... It's not because of balance, it's not because of symmetry, and it's definitely not because of condition. Do you know what I mean? So that was a shit calling. Like, I would have had Ashkenani seven, Ole fifth, Calderon sixth. I personally had Calderon fifth, so I don't know where that one went. That was fucking ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
it'll be interesting next year because there's a couple of guys that need to come back into this class that are going to give Clarita a run for his money. Pearson, obviously, being the front runner. Nicholas Vuliet, if I mean, he's supposed to be coming back. Uh, he's fixed his midsection. He looks n- mental uh, at right two twenty. Um, he he could win that easily. Yeah. Um, well, he's another flex Lewis I kind of shit. Well, he has the waist. He has the, you know, it's a huge arm. Huge oh yeah. Arm, you know, and he's he's short. That's the thing. Yeah, he's, he's insane. Short. So dense. So dense. Yeah, yeah. And then um, there's Dwayne Camille has back. Um, I mean, pound for pound. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. Pound for pound, that guy is probably the strongest bodybuilder on the planet. Mm. He is insane. Strong. Like you know, he benches five places. I mean, the hack squat, like, 12 plates aside. He's, like, Coleman strong. He is fucking crazy. And he comes on stage rock, rock hard and shredded. So if they're kind of going for that dense, gnarly, hard, fucking full-blown look, if he gets a call next to Clarita, he can definitely push Clarita in that department anyway, for sure. And then there's another guy, um, Sammy Trouty. Um, He's based out in Dubai. Yeah, Samir Trout, yeah. Incredible physique. Um, condition with him. Really. Yes, yes. He just can't get healed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then we probably are going to see Breon in this class next year um, after the Classic, which I'm sure we'll talk about now. But definitely, I think he's definitely going to have to move up because um, going into the Classic, Bumstead was... I mean, he... he I, I, to be honest with you, I, for a guy who doesn't like Bumstead, I've changed my mind with Bumstead. Uh, he fucking looked insane. Um, and I think um, a comparison between, like, I think two or three days shot from last year out to two or three days from this year out. And the size he put on in that space of time, and he wouldn't have even done it over a course of a year. I think it was maybe over a course of six to eight months, was... Nothing short of miraculous. I mean, I was listening to Skip Hill talk about it, and Skip had, you know, this kind of deciding thing between where people need to understand why guys are Olympians is because what Bumstead did in a six to eight month period is what would take the average Joe five years to do. Do you know what I mean? Like the average Joe who never missed a fucking meal or a training session, who had his logbook, no tea. Like, I mean, guy walks into the gym takes some time off after the Olympia, comes off all the gear, goes back on, starts a bit of training, and lo and behold, comes back, and his back is like literally double the size of what it was last year. You know what I mean? So kudos to him and Ian Valier. They did a tremendous job, um, and I think he'll definitely be Mr. Olympia next year. Um, but however, um, I'm going I'm to I'm talk on this guy because I mentioned him as a dark horse and he was insane. It was Brian Jones, um, who came fifth. And Isido even said himself, this guy is the guy who's going to push Bumstead. He is, I mean, he he was, in my opinion, he definitely was an Angel Calderon. Uh, not Angel Calderon. Um, what's his name? Who came fourth? Um, what's your man's name? He came fourth again. Um Oh, Lonsford, what? In, in the yeah. No, no, no. Ask, um, Paddy. Oh, what was his name? 
No, 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 no. Um, let me Google it quickly. It's going to come to me now. Because it was Terence um, second. What did you think of Terence coming second? You know, Terence looked good. Like I've always thought, he's he has the he was bigger. You know, his posing is probably what brought him up. I think his presentation is so good. It's it's like it's just Alex Cabanero. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. No, Alex yeah. looked good. I yeah. think Alex looked good. It's just the um, he looks like a small bodybuilder to me. He doesn't. Like, yes. 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 Terence. Terence yes. looks yeah. uh, classic as fuck. Like Clarence. Terence just knows how to present himself. Um, yeah. And uh, I think then with Breon coming third, he, I I mean it was like it wasn't like as if Breon came in off, but he definitely wasn't as no. um, classic um, looking. I think he's. You've gotten too big or something. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, the whole time they kept prejudging and everything, they kept Chris and Brian together. Yeah. And then the whole time Chris and Brian kept fucking hitting each other and bumping into each other. And you know, Brian was more the instigator there. Yeah. Call me you know what you want, but I'm you know, Weinberger has no time for it. And he kept saying to Brian, like space. Move away, blah 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 blah, and at the end he just lost his fucking cool and his reason with Brian. I was like, right, get out, Terence, you're in next to Thingy. And the minute they put Terence in next to Chris, it became a classic battle because now you had a small aesthetic classic bodybuilder against the taller classic aesthetic bodybuilder, and it was a bit of a contest because now it became a classic posing show, you know. But he's not a class body. So I they keep okay, now we're doing spot big time he is so it's so niche that they're going for some as the classic champ who's tall like that you know they should try and move a more like compatible physique in next to him to see how he fares out but I feel that they were just giving him his dues now and putting him in that fifth now now that he came fifth this year it's yeah. definitely going to be like, okay, well, you've made the fifth spot. We can put you in next to Chris next year, and there's going to be like, no, like, what the hell is going on type of thing. You know what I mean? Because he's he's already proved his point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, do you think do you think going ahead, um, like, there's certain guys, obviously, I felt that weren't, you know, that didn't kind of meet the – they didn't meet the part, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Logan Franklin. Uh, Logan was talking all that smack what was uh, you know, it's like I thought, yeah, I thought he, yeah, he I, I yeah I thought Logan was good um I just think uh he he's one for the future because of the what he's bringing to the table yeah. um like he has the tools to kind of stand next to a Chris in the future when he's worked on what he needs to work on like you know, he's made a name for himself now. Um, he's won a New York Pro. He's come top 10 at the Olympia um, in his first running a classic. So he, he hasn't done wrong. It's just 
he's just not been good enough to get in that top five to really kind of say, okay, I can back up everything I fucking I, I was I was talking about. But he will be definitely one of those guys that they're looking at, you know, in the future because you've got a, a good few guys who are tall who fit the criteria like Chris. And saying that, Wesley Vissers, I thought was very very good, except his pants were just ridiculous. And lo and behold, they actually told him after the show that your pants were way too big and way too high and way too wide. You needed a shorter, smaller pair of pants. And I think he actually came back at the night show with a a different setup, but the damage had already been done. Now, he has improved dramatically on his legs. But you know what's the funny thing about this guy? As much as he's got the arniest of arnie deeks, um, his waist is just really wide. And even though he does a great vacuum and he looks so cool standing by himself in the front double, if you notice when he was in the call-out standing next to the wispier waist guys, he's just blown away. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, if you have a guy with a 20 nothing inch waist who's got really wide shoulders and he can hit like a mantis shot or he can hit like a side chest shot, like, you know, and and twist his waist in such a way that it disappears. It's going to be very difficult for him to beat those kind of guys. Do you know what I mean? And you could tell he was really pissed off because he had put the work in. So he could be a guy in two years, three years' time. If he's not moving up the pecking order, you could definitely see him moving to the open, 100%. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought the clip... I mean, like, I think it was I think Wesley, I think, um it's definitely just the case of he has the potential to get bigger too. I think he's just with that stroke. Sure, yeah. He's put on the muscle. I don't know a few years off and go for the open. But, but I'd say give it a couple of more years in the classic. I mean, he's not far off. Great measure breaking. No, no, yeah. Yeah, like he, he needs he needs two or three years to really see like what the judges like if he if he takes all the boxes for the judges, uh, everything they ask him over the next two or three years, and he's still not getting a top three call out, like or top three like you know placing at an Arnold or an Olympia, he, he can't waste an him in the last. Do you know what I mean? Like he could be a lefty for himself in the open, and and Fuad Abi had that on the podcast, and I totally agree. That like could be another Cedric in the open that brings that whole practical element to open class and still like wants to be, but just the open class. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, so that's basically that's all classic. Um, I think Bumstead's gonna hold that title for the next two or three years, keeps him for like that. I mean, it, it, I don't know how long he wants to stay in bodybuilding because of health. Um, but certainly he's proved to people now that he could definitely, he can go, you know, any ground that has been left behind can improve year on year and his health issues. Um, so we'll see, but he was, he impressed me a lot. He really did. Yeah. I mean, with men's physique, I didn't really watch it. You know, I may have turned it off. I watched that, just came back. I watched women's physique and I watched them. Women's bodybuilding, though, and I watched it. I thought they were, and figure, I watched all those. Um, so, but um, men's physique, who won it? Because the guys, you talk about Yeah, Brandon Henriksen won. Um, my guy, Andre, the new guy, he came fifth. 
Potvin came fourth. Um, Rant came second, I think. And I don't think Andre five. I can't remember who third, but yeah, Hendrickson. Uh, he actually fell out his coach uh, seven or eight days before the final, and then he actually hooked up with Neil Hill, and Neil Hill peaked him for the week uh, leading into the Olympia. So, not a bad week for Neil Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like you take up from you know you leave, take up from where someone else left, and then. The guy wins Olympia, and he has won. Like he won it in eighteen, so he was just getting, you know, in his in his words, his little back. And he's got a fantastic position. Fifth is a big, big stint. Um, him and Potvin are definitely like two guys between um, Rand and uh, Brandon Hendrickson, uh, because they bring them completely unique, different to that class. Like Potvin has a very unique shape, and so does Andre. And Andre's. He is a kind of guy, and he's tall, big, and he's got the look that they want. So that's going to be an interesting one next year, definitely. Uh, I think, obviously, the biggest surprise of the whole Olympia weekend from winning was Shanique Grant um, losing the title. And she's evidently retired now um, since yeah, then. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think she lost because she was good enough to lose. I think... It was it was comparing her against her last couple of showings, and I think her last couple of showings she was pretty much bone This time she was a little bit watery, but she was still good enough. I don't think Viardis who came first. I don't think she. Was, no, I didn't have a winning whatsoever. I, she doesn't look feminine to me either. She looks a bit too drugged up, if I'm going to be honest. She has a lot of male features going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, okay. So, when I was watching that class and Shanique came out, and she was like a carbon copy of her last year, but she looked about maybe seven, eight months heavier. Um, when when the Sarah Villegas came out, the girl won. I to my missus and I hold up. I was like, look at that girl's conditioning in her quads. Her legs were insanely separated and hard and dry. And, you know, I've heard a lot of coaches in the past, you know, say you can have the prettiest shape on stage, but it's not the prettiest shape wins. You know, you need to bring a level of conditioning that's worthy of winning the show. And I felt that when it came down to it, she was just the hardest girl in the lineup. You know, and she had a very, very, very good bottom half. Uh, upper body is no is never going to be as bubbly and as round and as 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 in shape as, as Shanique Grant's. But I felt that um, the judges looked at like her improvements, particularly down below, and just thought, well, fuck it, you know, um, this girl has really worked for it because. Sometimes when girls believe like they just need to turn up or just need to turn up just like the titles they're based on um, sure and shape alone, they maybe don't put as much effort into it. And I said this before, that when you watch a girl train, it seems so seamless and effortless to her that it comes so easy. You would wonder how disciplined or how dedicated she is to getting as conditioned as she possibly could be, you know? Um, and she's gone on record to say like that 
she doesn't want to lose her femininity. She didn't want to lose the, 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 the possibility of becoming a mother in the future. And she wanted to have a family, which you've got absolutely respect to the hilt um, because she's 25. And what people don't realize when they look at female bodybuilders like this is, you know, they are taking a lot of gear, you know, um, I say a lot, they're taking a lot for women. Um, and albeit her genetics probably limited her from taking as much gear as she probably needed to, she probably didn't touch nowhere near as what some of the girls are doing because of her genetics. Um, she loses her femininity over time in her prep. She goes from being a very, you know, um, feminine, good looking uh, girl in the off season, you know, to looking very, you know, skeletal faced, uh, masculine. Uh, Teachers coming out, and um, that has to play a lot on women's mind. You know, they see facial structure change, like, and a lot of the time, you know, girls go deep into the deep that it does, you know, and they feel like that a lot of the time, and they end up with forces, and they end up with more masculine teachers. And for somebody who's young to not be able to retrieve or deprive those those uh, features back. That would play in your mind big time. And this is where I'm saying, if that's in the back of her mind all along, which clearly it was because she's just fucking retired two weeks after the O, then she probably didn't push herself as much as she probably could have. And I win, lose or draw her. She was coming out and, and making this retirement. And then, anyway. you know, I think if she won her third O, she was going to retire anyway. Because, I mean, what else has she got to prove? She's done it. She's won what she wanted to win. She can ride off into the sunset and have a family now and leave unscarred. You know what I mean? And not have any ailments left and, you know, health issues or shit like that that she has to deal with for the rest of her life. It's smart. You know what I mean? If, if, if she doesn't want to go on and do an Iris Kyle. Yeah, no, talking about Iris Kyle, actually, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, even, with, even with herself retiring, like for a guy, you know, it's enhancing masculinity. It's 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 enhancing your own features, but it's changing your own makeup. So competing for a female is a big choice. I have to say, you know, she has not She's a double winner. So like she yeah. she's done what she wants to do. Um, Jessica, yeah. like 100%. I don't think she'll I don't think she'll win it again. I'd say. It'll be a switcheroo now for the next few years because you have some really good physiques up there. But going into figure, you know, yeah. we have a four-time winner there, uh, Sydney Gillen. She looked great. Um, not really yeah. anything missing, you know. She has everything that's needed to be a champion. She's pretty much the same as last year. Um, yeah. I, pretty much. I mean, I, I don't actually know anyone else in the class, really. Um, yeah, so the girl came uh, third, um, who's been pushing uh, Sydney Gore, and I think she won it herself. Um, I'll get her name. Uh, she should probably move into women's physique. Um, Mr. Lapier, bigger. I'm just having a look at it now to bring up the results here. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, she definitely could go into she definitely go into the uh, physique because she has a similar a similar structure um, to Shanique Grant, mm. um, and she's tall and same muscle bellies. Um, she just didn't come in condition. Um, but Sydney Gillen, um, what I really like about her is she is like glowing the minute she comes out on stage. Do you know what I mean? Like her, like Aurora or Aura, whatever you want to call it, is phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? Like she just knows she's won the minute she started strutting across the stage. It's a clock from start to finish, you know? Very hard to somebody like confident in themselves. Um, I thought Gordon's girl, Rhea Gale, was very unfortunate to uh, not take a top spot purely because she has a very similar structure to Sydney. Um, girl, the girl who came second, um, she surprised me. Um, not because I didn't enough, but she's. I mean, when you see some of the other girls, girls who are submitted so um, and then it, it comes down to a conditioning game. And so you have to beat these girls at, at, at what some of them are not like consistent. And when you're consistent like she was, you get your reward for it. Do you know what I'm saying? So I thought, um, I thought she was fantastic. Um, in the bikini, uh, definitely think uh, Janice was worthy of the title. The girl who I had picked before, Alita de Ortina, I think her name is, the Brazilian Her and um, uh, the girl who came like, sort of similarly balanced look, very similar to each other. Laurie, I think, came fifth as well. Um, it's such a tight class. Um, there's no even balance between either. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's so difficult to know we're not like any judge what they're looking at. I'm yeah. looking you're looking at the athletics and shape. And yeah. I thought uh, the definite uh, look really, really well. So did Alex Schiffer, um, you know, just, she's a little bit calf heavy, I think, if that makes sense. You know, when she's strutting across, her calves are very big. Um, I think if they were a little bit more peachy, a little bit, look a bit more balanced. Um, but that's... Um, there's the, those top three girls now, they definitely will be the front runners, I'd say, coming up for the next couple of years. Uh, the women's bodybuilding was so interesting. Yeah, I like uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I, I like, this is the first time it's been on stage in 10 years. Iris Kyle was meant to be there. Um, but it was a no-show, man. And Andrea Shaw came in and, uh, and she's shown the wings of strength. Uh, the, the That's right. The yeah. thing. So, I mean, she's a champion. She looked really good, really, really proportionate. Um, and then who came second? Was it Helen Trevino or something? Or uh, no, I think Trevino came third. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah. I think I came third. But yes, the girl who won. Like when I, when I think of how a Miss Olympia look. She definitely was the cream up there. Um, because she just had 
the best ballad and musculature out of all the girls. Some of them looked, um, some looked a little bit, how can I put this, disproportionate. You know, some were lacking, like, like some were lacking shoulders, some had great legs, but some didn't have great. She was the best well put together girl stage by a mile. Um, and I think um, it was unfortunate what happened to Iris. I believe uh, before they was done. Some lines. Yeah, sorry, you just broke up a little bit. I'm saying I think um, I think that she um, she was about to go out, and it was literally a case where she just had to pull out at the last minute. Iris got. So she was there, ready to do the show. Like she was actually. No, she was. Yeah, she was there. Yeah, she was there. She just literally. Um, they said she had an illness, and she pulled out. Now, I mean, if she's pulling out last minute before the show, probably more than likely it's a diuretic thing. You know what I mean? Um, if she's pulling out that last, she's probably dehydrated to bits, and you would nobody's actually commented on it, or she hasn't commented on it afterwards to say exactly what it was. But I'm I'm imagining it was something along those lines. Um, but yeah, the girl who won, um, uh, Andrea Shaw, incredible, and it was really good to see, um, the support that they had, you know, because it is a very niche, uh, class. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to get a lot of people who are going to like what they see. But it, it, for me, it was probably the most interesting in a sense to critique because I haven't watched a woman's bodybuilding show for a very long time. And when she came out, she was a clear as cut day winner. Um, and if they start, if they kind of, you know, if the class goes down that road, then it's going to be a very popular class. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, she didn't look completely, you know, emasculated. Like, she obviously had some the face you know, natural structure. And then there was certain yeah. female bodybuilders who did, I felt, look a bit too much, like it was a drug, you know, induced physique. And you can kind of get that with some of the white. I think it's like, I think uh, it's definitely down to genetics again yeah. when it comes to it. I think like Iris Kyle, like, I think the reason she won it for 10 years was because, you know, she's a freak. And I think like you need someone who has the, I think Shanique, if she wanted to, she could go into female bodybuilding and be very yeah. good. But again, yeah. is that what she wants? Obviously, it doesn't seem to be the case. So, but I mean, overall, I mean, the whole weekend was really, really good. I mean, I felt like to be able to watch it live was great. Uh, be it in, yeah. you know, pretty good condition, pretty good quality for a webcast. And uh, like, Hopefully, hopefully going forward that they would keep this whole webcast going as a pay-per-view because it's definitely a way to bring in everything you needed. It is, it is. Um, I, I think, do you know what, just touching on, the, on that quickly, um, the most frustrating thing for me is the lighting, right? It's 2020, now 2021, and we're watching bodybuilding shows on AD cameras and what. I've got more fucking lights on stage than, I mean, than, a, 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 you know, a, a Christmas fucking house with lights outside. I don't know. It's ridiculous. You cannot see the separation in detail that you used to be able to see in the 90s when it was just a clear back black backdrop 
with spotlighting and the rest of the stage shaded out, yeah? Yeah. Like, if you go back and watch the British Grand Prix in 99, which was ha- which had Coleman, LeBron, Wheeler, I think the best Rex Wheeler probably that ever graced the stage, um, the lighting was fucking insane. Like, when they came out on stage, it looks like, you know, they're, they're like magnified freaks because of the way they had the lighting. But you could see absolutely every detail, yeah? And watching some of these shows with, with the, the SD cameras, especially some sometimes the cameramen, I don't know where to go with the shots half the time. But you can't see, like, I mean, I, I, it's, it's hard sometimes to see the level of detail that you want to see. You know what I mean? And it's only afterwards when you see some of the snapshots um, from an HD camera from somebody who was like two feet away from the athlete, do you really see how detailed they were? Because although Rami looked really good in the side shots watching the webcam, he didn't look as good until you actually seen the stills yeah. afterwards. And you were like, holy shit. He was fucking shredded. I had a friend who was at the show, so obviously Ryan, Ryan Crowley, who's, who's been doing a few shows over there, I, know, yeah, I, um, I actually yeah. met him, I saw back in the day, but uh, so that's my one thing I can say, I bet somebody who came, second, who came sixth in the Super Heavies in, I think it was what, the, the Olympia, the Amateur Olympia, the, no, it was Nationals or something or whatever. But he was at the show, so the instant Rami came out, I just texted him, is he good enough to win in person? And he just said, yeah. I just said, if he's met it, that's like second row, sitting with Milo, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, it's sometimes it's so difficult to judge off the webcam feed how good they really are. Because sometimes... But then I was like, well, hang on a second. The two on two guys come out and look fucking nutty shredded. And then the openers come and look okay. So I'm like, is it the case why there's not in condition? Or did they change lighting? I mean, because and came out, I was holy guys are key. And then when the open guys I was like, and they look a little bit off. You know what I mean? Um but obviously then for the night show or the second show, the Saturday show, they looked a lot better. And I don't know whether they fixed the lighting or is it just themselves or is it a mixture of both. But I just wish, I just wish they would fix the lighting so that we could have like black backdrop with a spotlight lighting and have it shaded like it used to be. And then let me stand under those lights and then build, you know. Well, at least so much easier because right? they, it's like I just saw like, yes, yes. just for the pre-judging. I mean, yes. for the finals, make it a yes. show. But, uh, yeah. you know, Absolutely. that's how it should be. But, I mean, overall, yeah. though, do you, felt, do you feel like that the Olympia, I think it was a great show. I think the quality of the guys who turned up, considering what was going on, like everyone who turned up, they did come in. There wasn't, nobody was off in the open for once. Like, in, in terms of, like, being really off. Oh. Like, I mean, even though you said no. it was a bit washed out, it was just over-carved. I think it was over-full. Um, like, it was over-carved, yeah. And then even yeah. the guys who came last, were, they were off-field. 
Like nobody was like off. Yeah, yeah. Really good. No, no. It was a solid. It was a solid Olympia. Um, and the fact that Jake Wood actually got it off the ground and got it, got it, um, and got it like and all together was a triumph in itself. I mean, for bodybuilding to survive, the Olympia needs to be a feature every year. You know, regardless of other shows that might get pulled, the Olympia needs to go ahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the pinnacle of the sport, it's the Grand Prix, it's the Champions League, it's the everything. It, it needs to go ahead in order for the sport to buy. And the fact that the live stream was able to be so successful across the world um, and for people to be able to, like, you know, see it happening. And I know, I know 45 or 50 quid was a little bit dear, but look, it's once a year, man. You know what I mean? And it means that the athletes can get paid well enough for placing in, in, in the best show in the world. But then I'm all for it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was good, man. It was good. I think next yeah. year it'll be an even better show. You're going to have some returning stars. You're going to have... See, the Arnold has already been called off. There's going to be no Arnold Class of 21 in Columbus. Um, there is going to mm. be an Arnold Euro in, in England, but I think that's an IFBB show. I don't think that's going to be an IFBB Pro show. Um, it's a weird year. I mean, even with Ireland, you know, it's like... We, 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 like I've heard Navas going back to the night time and the morning show because of what's going on. They're going to split it up into a pre-judging of finals. I think it'll be interesting to see how this affects how the show goes. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think um, I think we'll be lucky if we get spring shows yeah. next year or this year, sorry. Uh, and obviously with the rollout of the vaccines, you would hope time that comes around that will have a bit more clarity as of talk shows. Again, just the Olympia needs to go ahead. We need shows in this country to go ahead to keep them successful and alive. There's no laws for people to compete in. And yeah. no and there's no there's nothing really for people who are starting to to be to be winning titles to train for. You know what I mean? It's it's all good having a passion to train because we all have a passion to train. That's that's what we what gets us up in the day and motivates us. For those of us who actually have dreams of winning titles um in the country, keep getting knocked back uh, every time, you know, a show was supposed to go ahead, whatever. Um it's it, it it is very disheartening, you know, because we've so much time and effort into this to be the best version of ourselves possible. We only want to go and represent the sport of the country to the best of our ability. You know what I mean? So it's very, very difficult to uh, keep that outcome. And um, I'll say just before we log off, though, however, for anybody listening, if they haven't already signed up to the United Gyms Ireland page on Instagram, and um, maybe go and give the guys a follow and sign up. And on the petition, um, at the moment, currently sitting at thirty percent. Obviously, we need a hundred percent of everybody involved in the industry in the country to be heard, um, so that we can get this. Uh, you know. Um, changed around um, and have gyms as an essential service we need it you know what I mean we need it for the greater good of people especially in January when everybody's been a bit too overindulgent over the Christmas everybody needs to get back to some form of routine to make themselves feel better you know what I mean now I think I think that being said I think going forward we are in a better place 
you know, it's just as if you know, will they use this lockdown they, you know, wisely, you know, you know, that's to worry. Um, but if they do, if they use it correctly and give the vaccine to the people who want it, who need it, uh, yeah. and inoculate enough people that, you know, look, gyms should be essential, like coming from work in anyone every day, like it's not, it's it's not something where we're letting in people off the road. Like we know who the members are, we trust them to tell us if they're sick. Now, obviously, you're gonna have a few idiots in every single gym, but it's usually not because of COVID. It's usually just, you know, you'll get somebody trying to sneak in every so often, and you'll get somebody trying to like, you know, use someone else's membership. But I mean, that happens before COVID. Now we just have to be on the ball with it a bit more but I think like once yeah. all those things are met yeah absolutely the gyms are completely there they're, they're a place for people to go especially with nothing open you know it gives people a yeah. bit of an escape for a couple of hours a day and it's not it's the summer where you can do outside at all it's gonna start snowing it's gonna start getting fairly miserable for people um so hopefully know. they open you know come february they stay open no yeah 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 actually 100 well anyway listen i bet oh um because i've got this this young flat of mine looking for us i'll help but listen i appreciate having me back on for the wrap-up and uh We'll catch up soon enough anyway when the gyms reopen. We'll, we'll get out for that session, definitely. Yeah, one of your mates, one of your mates was saying, training in raw, a big, tall, bald fella called Joe. Yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get his, uh, what's his surname? Um, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh, yeah, yeah, because he trains with a friend of mine. So I was like, it's like, oh, I listened to your episode of Stephen last, and I was like, he said he was a friend of yours, so I was like, it's a small world, like everybody knows somebody. Yeah. But absolutely, man, I'll let you know when it's yeah, up. Do, yeah, please, please. And I uh, appreciate you having me on. And sure, look, we'll hook up again in the next couple of weeks as soon as this is all done, yeah? For sure, for sure. And with everyone listening, uh, just don't be afraid to fire on any questions. Like, what I kind of want to do is kind of just accumulate a few general questions and then whoever comes on, I can kind of fire them, you know, but, uh, and yeah, no, for everybody listening, um, that's us 